If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Extra. I thought I caught you out there. I thought you weren't you ready for the jazz. I, was, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I got there anyway Yay. because I am great. Hello, hello, Rich. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good. That's Rich, by the way. He's the other hello person who speaks on this podcast. My name is Dave. I'm the other person that speaks on this podcast, and. Currently, it is Sunday morning, and I'm a little bit tired, but we're going to crack on with this extra episode. That will be coming out to your ears on Friday, the whatever. Yeah, you'll be listening to this, and it'll be a Friday. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I mean, technology is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So what are we doing today on this lovely extra episode, Rich? Well, with all the the great sequeliness we've had this month, this week kind of was looked like a bit of a lull mm. in sort of sequel releases. No trailers, no new sequels we can talk about. So we've delved back, back, back in time. First of all, went kind of 25 years back to find Batman and Robin, Ugh. a terrible sequel released this time. And also, same month, 25 years ago, Speed 2. Jesus Equally Christ. terrible sequel. What but we've talked about both of those already. They've been people's worst sequel choices. Yep. Um, so I thought, let's have a look at other anniversaries. And 15 years ago, today, well, not quite today, but around this time, the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer was released. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah we thought we could, we could have a look at that. And then, and then I spotted Die Hard 4. Live free and die hard, or die hard. I can't remember which one it is. Live free or die hard? It depends what know. country you're in. Oh, really? Does it change? It released in England, it's 4.0, yeah. because it's computers. Mm. And then in America and everywhere else, it was live free or die hard. Oh, that's a, I hate that. That's a horrible title. Apparently, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Willis prefers our one. So oh, wow. Well, that's I good. I was reading up on it this Me morning. <laughs> so we decided... We'll do a retrospective 15-year anniversary of Die Hard 4. Yeah. I think I prefer Die Hard 4 to Live Free or Die Hard. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a very American freedom, even though we've actually <laughs> not got much freedom. Plus, you just <laughs> quoted a Scottish warrior. Well, when, uh, well, actually, well, I don't think Braveheart ever said that. I don't think William Wallace ever what? screamed freedom. I think that's a very American uh, thing. He did. I've seen, I've seen the movie. <laughs> 
I hate to say this, Dave, but the the movie is incredibly historically inaccurate. <laughs> it, yeah, what? Braveheart, Braveheart, don't believe any of it. <laughs> Did it's, they not paint their faces? Uh, I mean, that might have happened. Okay. They may the also have worn kilts. But uh, beyond that, I think the rest of it's pretty much made up. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, good to know. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Braveheart. We're talking about Die Hard 4. Point oh, get the name right. 4.0. Sorry. Sorry. And I've got to be honest, when we talked about this, I was like, oh, that is a bad sequel. No. It's going to be fun to talk about a bad sequel. And I watched it and I was like, this is actually quite fun. This is not a bad movie. I co- I liked it. I enjoyed it. Like, Die Hard 4 is not supposed to be good. What happened there? <laughs> Do you remember when it came out? Did you go and see it? What are your I... feelings? Hang on. Are you a Die Hard fan? What did you think of the other ones? I've got so many questions. They've just Massive Die out. Hard fan. Massive Die Hard fan. I think Die Hard is, inc- is an incredible Christmas movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and I also think that... I, I Actually, I think I like, quite like Die Hard 2. I think Die Hard 2 is fine. There's a lot of people that hate on Die Hard 2, but I quite like it. Uh, and Die Hard with a Vengeance, I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. I think it's a brilliant movie. And this... I I had real fun actually. I had I, I don't remember when I first watched it. I probably would have. What was it? Are we talking twenty two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. Yeah. So we'd have just finished university. I I'm unlikely to have watched it at the cinema because I had no money at this time, that time. Although, hmm. oh, he's thinking about it. Don't know. Maybe I might have done, but I can't remember. I think it might have been that the time that I had a City World card potentially and was in living in Bogner. No, no, it would have been no, it wouldn't have been. I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember where I saw it, but I've definitely seen it before and I definitely thought, oh, it's not that good. But it turns out it is. It is good. <laughs> I remember seeing this in the cinema and I was highly surprised how much I enjoyed it. And for a mm. for a while I think it's my third favourite Die Hard film. Because like really? you, Die Hard One is top tier. It's watch yeah. every year at Christmas. Mm. Uh I enjoy Die Hard too. I really do. It's a bit samey in places. Absolutely love Die Hard with Vengeance. I've got a big soft spot for that film. Yeah. Again, I've I've told a story about my parents getting diarrhea on a holiday and all I watched was this and Mortal Kombat for <laughs> two weeks. So love that film. Love, 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 love. 12 years difference, Rich. You, you were surprised when I said that's, this to you yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's quite a big gap, isn't it? This was like, before, like nowadays, legacy sequels, because this is a legacy sequel at this point. I yeah, think. it is. Yeah, yeah. I weren't a really uh, a thing, and uh, Die Hard 4 came along, and everyone was like, oh, wicked, that's good, because everyone loves Die Hard, right? I think there's, yeah, I mean, I think there's quite a lot of the the tropes of legacy sequel in this, actually. So where it's developing those that kind of mirroring. So in Die Hard... John McClane comes comes back from you know to, to his wife that he's estranged from to find out that she's using her maiden name, mm. and in this he kind of the, the first scene is he comes back to his to, to see his daughter that he's estranged from to find out that she's using his wife's maiden name. It's quite a very similar kind of feel yeah. to it, isn't it? I mean, if if only Timothy Oliphant had a German accent rather than a an American one, you know, we'd be we'd be talking. Yeah, <laughs> very similar in places. Yeah, because when we when we left this character, the John McClane character in Die Hard with a Vengeance, he had kind of fallen out with his wife, but he was about to ring her to try and reconcile. Mm. But obviously, that didn't happen, and they're now divorced. I think that's the thing with John McClane and and uh, and his wife is that they uh, that Hol- is it Holly? Yeah, Holly Gennaro. They 
they seem to reconcile for short periods and then realise that they probably shouldn't have done it in the first well, place. He's so, a hard man to live with, I imagine. I imagine he is, yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a few moments, I have to say, where I thought, I, I, I think he's dead. <laughs> like, because yeah. he's an old man. <laughs> As, and as I get older, I sort of look at things and go, I, I, I can't, I can't quickly walk down the stairs anymore. Let alone like jump off a, jump out of a, onto an aeroplane and then jump onto a concrete thing and slide around and stuff like. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. This is when they turn John McClane in more of a superhero. They do a bit, before. yeah. He doesn't get as bashed up as he does in the other ones. It gets a bit stupid. Before we really delve into Die Hard Four Point Oh. Mm. Can you give the lovely listeners a synopsis? Yes, I can. It's he's pretty... always surprised. Every every episode, he's surprised <laughs> I ask him this question. And I ask it every time. Uh, I'm not surprised. I just It's just my not, brain not trying prepared. to kick into gear to think. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm just woefully underprepared. Um, yeah, so it's very... The synopsis is actually very similar to the original Die Hard, really, in that um, John McClane, like, as I said, comes back strange daughter bloody blah, blah he is sent on a, on a job to go and pick up a, a hacker um for the fbi he goes and picks up this kid and then timothy oliphant who is a big cyber terrorist is trying to kill this kid but also shut down the whole chicago is it chicago or is it washington it's washington it's washington but isn't it also yeah, the whole the, country has the much. white house in it yeah it's trying to essentially shut down the whole whole of the country um using cyber hacking he's a cyber terrorist that was very early 2000s that was yeah it was very early 2000s yeah the internet <laughs> but similar to hans gruber in the first one things are not all as they seem bum Bum, well, it's bum. not just how it's no every spoilers. it's every diehard. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah, they're always true. trying to make it like political or yeah, it's yeah. about and it's, it's refugees not. or it's about sh- this one. It's about showing the um that the, the systems can be like yeah yeah pulled down, yeah. but really it's about well money. Yes, essentially. I wasn't gonna. Uh, yeah. Well, I, hey, I, it's, it's spoilers. There's spoilers. It's fifteen years old now. Exactly. It's fifteen years old. Spoilers. So yeah, and it's yeah, it's good. It's 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 a stand. It's a diehard romp, essentially, isn't it? No surprise that originally it wasn't a diehard film. And they oh, really? found the script and then turned it into a diehard film. Oh, okay, okay. Because it feels quite diehardy, you know. But... Well, it does and it doesn't because it's not set in one location. It's set no true. over. Well, but then Ven- Die Hard with a Vengeance isn't either, is it? No, but that's stuck. That's mainly New York City. Yeah, yeah. is it? The- yeah, absolutely. Okay. Die Hard right. Two, the airport. Die Hard One, the building. I uh, thought Die Hard was Die Hard Five, was Russia. Is it New York? Is it? <laughs> yeah, cause it's got bridges in. I don't think there's. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, sorry, you can cut all that out. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Who's in the cast, Rich? So, in the cast is Justin Long. Again, very early 90s. Yeah. Justin Long was in a lot. Who, who do we want to be a hacker? Oh, Justin Long, of course. I love Justin Long. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Great podcast, great. by yeah. the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I've not seen him in much recently. but No, yeah. he's, like, he's doing some more independent stuff and TV, I would okay. say. Yeah, but very good. He's very good in this. Obviously, Bruce Willis is back as John McClane. Uh, as I mentioned already, Timothy Oliphant is the main hacker bad guy. I can't think of anyone else that I know recognize who else is in it dave you know this stuff better than i do <laughs> elizabeth white mary elizabeth weinstein as the daughter 
Oh, right. Oh, Weinstein, okay. is it? What's her name? I don't know. Winstead. Oh, the one who's now married to Ewan McGregor. And in oh, lots right, of great okay. films like... Uh, what's the uh, the DC film? <laughs> Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh, yeah. She She's is, in a lot of good she? stuff like that. Maggie yeah. Q, which yeah. is the, the sexy assistant who... Uh, kicks ass yeah she's in the homeland no not homeland she's designated in, uh, survivor designated survivor that's it yeah which has a really good first season and then quickly drops off because they're like we weren't prepared for more seasons of this no no it's because it got cancelled and uncancelled didn't it oh it's one of them is it yeah yeah do you like yeah it's good isn't it? It, it it's surprisingly better than i thought i mean the main thing is it's fun i mean there are bits <laughs> lots is. of things in it that are completely stupid like and completely unrealistic but you've got bruce willis actually seems like he wants to be there always he's he's comes out with some cracking john mcclaney kind of quotes like they like throw somebody out of a out of a window and they land on the car and it sets the car alarm off and he's like that's gonna wake the neighbors <laughs> they're like, like there's so that brilliant like john mcclaney quip stuff that i really i really like and i love the the, th- the way that he it dispatches the baddie in the end can we spoil it can we yes spoil it? absolutely so so essentially the timothy oliphant is holding him around the back with a gun to hit to john mcclain's chest and he just sort of moves sideways and makes him shoot the gun so he shoots him so John shoots himself through the shoulder and into Timothy Oliphant's heart, and he dies. I think that's quite cool. While shouting, well, yeah, while shouting, yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Right? Did you realise <laughs> that this was a PG thirteen version? No, I didn't. No. Well, I'm not actually quite sure because we watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah. So when they released this on cinema, this was the first ever Die Hard film to be PG thirteen. Uh, okay. Uh, and then later on, they released on DVD the unrated version which sometimes they've just squeezed in some extra fucks and stuff and they put the fucker in when they shot himself yeah but in the in the actual film i saw in the cinema he all he says is yippee kaye and then a gunshot muffles out the motherfucker oh right i can't remember if that happened last night or not i I watched it last night there's lots more shits than i was expecting for a pg-13 so it might be the unrated version i don't know what's Mm. on disney at the moment i imagine it's going to be the pg-13 if it's disney yeah but it's on star so who knows I'm confused about what is what, but um, it's apparently <laughs> this is the highest grossing Die Hard film as well. Really, it performed well. It got, it got better reception than than it, people thought it was going to so get. Why do a lot of people think of it as a as a bad sequel? Then I don't I don't know. I think it loses its way when the aeroplane turns up and the trucks. Yes, in. yeah, that's definitely true. I think some of the some of the set pieces are too over the top. Hey, like, which bits are you talking about? Well, like you just said, like the aeroplane Okay, stuff. That, that bit is, yes. Like, but let's not talk about the truck scene down the uh, the lift shaft. I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's but good. That's It's also kind of sort of diehardy, if you know what I mean. That's It's kind of a contained... Well, you're in a lift shaft, aren't you? So exactly, yeah. It's contained and it's, you know, he gets out of it in a kind of clever, clever way-ish. But the the aeroplane stuff that doesn't feel very Die Hard. That feels like kind of Mission Impossible or something along those lines. Because Die Hard's always kind of felt slightly real, as in Rooted, like John, yeah. John McClane gets beat the hell up and isn't a superhero, and it's all kind of like small scale kind of stuff. I was about to say that I wasn't expecting. You don't normally see like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> That's staying in. Bruce Willis, uh, like. Uh, ending up on top of jets and wings and stuff. But then I realised that happens in Die Hard 2. He ends up on a wing of a plane. But that was more realistic. Yeah. And also what I don't like about this film is at the end when that bit's happened and the plane's brought down and he's somehow survived, the 
the bridges all crushing falling down on him yeah. but he's like where are the bad guys and literally he looks left and then they're in that building yeah i mean yeah, that's that's, that's, that's lazy feels a bit odd doesn't it yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. too easy there are some oddly edited bits oh mate the editing in this film is bizarre <laughs> yeah yeah it is <laughs> i yeah. mean i think it was a time a piece of its time really mm. like some of the quick flashing cuts and camera angles uh it didn't put off the enjoyment of the film though i enjoyed it very much no no it's just sometimes it just felt a little bit like like you say the story was a bit bitty like mm. because it just sort of jumped from thing to thing and i mean like another thing that i found a little bit sort of not quite john mcclaney was although maybe using the car to take down the helicopter essentially i like the car <laughs> i, use I the like car as a it kind of don't don't get me wrong i like it crashing a car into a helicopter to take it down is good it just didn't feel very die hard maybe i don't know it just again it felt like it was from another movie which makes sense that this was originally not a die hard movie yeah the lift wasn't in the original script Okay. The, the, Len Wiseman, the director, brought that in after that he was Because the lift feels more diehard, yeah. I would say. Um, whereas the other things feel a bit more like another, you know, another movie, basically. Another kind of... But it's just a feeling. And it doesn't. they're not bad. None of it's bad. It's all quite enjoyable and quite fun. Just just a little bit off, that's all. Did you like the use of characters? Like, the, the, I think Bruce Willis and Justin Long are really good together. I do. I do think they're good together. I think without that, this film would have been an absolute car wreck and real hard to get through. And it's like nice, to see, nice to see a bit of uh, of tubby Kevin Smith as well. I did want to bring you up know? Kevin Smith. <laughs> I didn't mention him when we talked about cast, but yeah, it's nice to see a tubby Kevin Smith and obviously pre-Kevin kind of Smith, Bruce Willis fallout. Obviously, this, uh, this is, is where they, they met. Were- yeah, this is where they met, and they decided to work together on Cop Out, and then they decided to hate each other for a long time. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the period of Kevin Smith when he actually he tried to do some other acting in other pieces, other people's yeah. films. So you've yeah. you've got the Daredevil. There's another film with Timothy Oliphant and Jennifer Gardner called Catch and Release, a romantic comedy. I don't know if you've oh, watched right. that. No, I've not seen that. No, oh, you're not a completist, Rich. Well, no, I. I, I I've seen all the films he's directed. I've just oh, yeah, not, I haven't I've not seen all that. the films he's been in. <laughs> I remember reading one of his books, Kevin Smith. Talk, he talks about his, his. It was like a diary he wrote every day because he had a blog. Guys, mm. I don't know if you know what a blog is, but back in the day, it's very much like <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> a long form version of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he released the. Basically, I couldn't be. I never read the blog, but I, he released it in a book. Uh, and he he talked about his experience working on Die Hard and work with Bruce Willis and working on Catch and Release and stuff. It's quite it's quite funny, um, mm. and I think he did some he did some touch ups with the scripts and stuff. So he put his own little spin on there. Apparently, oh, Bruce Willis okay. sometimes thought it was he was too funny. Right. Okay. But I I thought he he, he played a a geeky hacker that lived in his mum's basement very well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's think, a strong yeah. character in this. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a nice there's a there's a nice cute bit where. Uh, he goes in a big tirade about why he wouldn't put he's not going to put Bruce Willis in touch a, a cop in touch with the FBI through his hacker network thing and then Bruce is like they've got my daughter and he's like I'll do it now <laughs> like that's kind of a nice yeah do you, do you think that was the right way to go uh, introducing the daughter I, I think it worked I think it it was a bit forced at the start <laughs> you know really yeah just slightly <laughs> um but yeah it's like yeah, and I recognise the boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend? He's in, he's I, he, I recognised him. Yeah, he has a face that has been in TV. Yeah, I've seen him in something. 
Um, His name is Jake McDorman. Is he related to Francis McDorman? Dorman, this is, not Dorman. And he has mainly been in Watchmen, What We Do in the Shadows, apparently. The Right Stuff, Lady Bird. I've not seen... No. Was he in Limitless, the TV show? Let me go back. Yes, he was. There you go. That's what I've seen him then. I have never watched it. I didn't particularly like the film Limitless. Oh, didn't you? Oh, I did. Not really my thing. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit weird. It's a bit forced, kind of the the coming back to the daughter because they kind of say, "Oh, we haven't seen each other for ages," but now I'm playing the protective dad. And then she thing. really loves her dad right. by the That's end. I suppose weird. if your dad saves you from terrorists, yeah. then you are going to love them. And it's terrorists in inverted commas, isn't it? Like terrorists, kind of thieves, really. Like <laughs> absolutely thieves. Yeah, there are some good action yeah. sequences, good helicopter sequence. Parkour was a very early, like a mid two thousand thing. Everyone like that because yeah. Casino Royale. I remember used it really well. Uh, that French guy doesn't. Mm. And the Office. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was like <laughs> the Office, and then I remember Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. And uh, and around that kind of time, it was was a time sort of mid two thousands when movies were very keen on making any terrorists American terrorists not foreign national terrorists weren't they so no hands group somebody's had like fun like, let's make sure they kind of missed that how do you think to, to me <laughs> sure did let's... as a bad guy i mean he wasn't he's not bad by any stretch of the magic he wasn't bad but i did at any point find him very sinister particularly he was a different level compared like, to like hans yeah. gruber and simon gruber and i can't remember he didn't the guy in second Quan's name Hans Gruber, you feel kind of feel like, and and Simon, like you say, they would happily shoot their own granny in the face to get what they wanted. Mm. Whereas Timothy Oliphant feels like a disgruntled employee. Yeah, rather than definitely. That's that's basically what he is, isn't he? He's basically the guy from Office Space who burns the place down. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much his character, and, and that doesn't feel like, yeah. He gets really pissed off in places, but he doesn't do anything about it. Like, He's very menacing. I'm still surprised every day of my life that he is not one of the biggest like acting stars on the planet, to me, often. Yeah. Because the man absolutely oozes charisma. He's like so cool. He really is. As well. Like, the first time I saw him was in uh, Girl Next Door, and he's oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. baddie in Girl Next Door, and he's really good in that. Yeah, well, like, he switches. Just, he does, yeah. That. Yeah. Very well. He's brilliant, yeah. like Deadwood. Justified is really good in. Mm. He's recently made a bit of a comeback with The Mandalorian, and he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the Tarantino film. He made a cameo yeah. in like that. He's yeah. he's doing, but he's just such an like an old fashioned like movie star, like especially yeah. looks and he sounds and absolutely. Talks. And he he does a, he does a cameo in the office for a bit as well, doesn't he? And he does. Every good been place, in the office, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He's in the in the good place for a little and bit. He did as the well. t- a TV series with Drew Barrymore, I think. Is she like a zombie or something? Is it a zombie? They like eating people. They're cannibals yeah. or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, why is Timothy Oliphant not in more stuff? Who knows? He can play a villain. That, that's, you know, let's, let's have him as more villains and stuff. I just realised it's Cliff Curtis. No relation to me is also in this film. Who's um, Cliff Curtis? He is the bowman, the head of the... I wanted, Not the FBI, but the... Oh, right, the task force, the, the whoever it is there. The main guy. Yeah, the main guy. Yeah, I got to talk to Bowman. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Sadly, no Ooh. relation to me. Not part of my family. <laughs> you don't look similar. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm more of a, I reckon I can pass off as a Richard Curtis kind of. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Never tried that in a restaurant yet. Um, <laughs> do you want to know this, what scores there? This has got an IMDb and Rotten Tomato. Yeah, I would actually. I'd be interested because I think. I think Rotten Tomatoes, it might do all right because it's definitely not a, not below a three star movie. No, that's and as you know, like you know, three star movies do well in on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. So IMDb is seven point one out of ten. Yes. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's fair, isn't it? And yeah. then, okay, this is going to be surprising you, I reckon. Okay. So critical critics, eighty two percent. That's high, mate. That's what I mean because it's not. It, it's. I imagine most of those critics gave it three stars. Yeah. And then audience score eighty six percent. Yeah, again, again, I don't, I don't see what's not to like. You know, I think it's it's fun. It's not perfect. It's clunky in places and ridiculous in others. But you kind of want a bit of ridiculous action every now and then, don't you? Yeah, it's silly fun. Also, yeah. it, it feels just. I mean, we know we talked about being rooted. It's just about rooted to be believable. Yeah, and the event like. Bruce Willis's John McClane has always been the wrong man at the wrong place at the wrong time, but yeah, mm. he is the right man at the wrong place in the wrong time. Yeah. When it gets to, and we're going to talk about it slightly, Die Hard 5, when yeah. it just goes fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Die Hard 5 for the first time, because I watched it at my dad's. I watched it with, with my dad, and we both watched it and went, well, that's not very good. <laughs> I bought it for my dad for Father's Day, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a great gift. How can a how can a, a Die Hard film be bad?" Mm. But I'm just looking at the scores, and it is. <laughs> yeah. Rotten Tomato critic uh, score is fifteen percent. Wow. Okay. An audience score is forty. So why did five miss the mark so badly? Well, why, I don't want to be horrible to the man, but Jay Courtney—they have no chemistry. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of it. Die Hard, a lot of it goes down to chemistry between the actors. True. Even if they're on on screen not for very long, like Like Argyle in the first one. Yeah, like Hans yeah. and, and John McClane when they're together or when they're on the, the mics talking, yeah. it's all good. Uh, the third one, obviously, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis mm. is just yeah. what makes that film. It does, yeah, absolutely. Justin Long. Yeah, the chemistry is really good, like better than you'd think. With like... And then you get to the fifth one and uh, Jay Courtney and Bruce Willis. To be fair, looking at them, it's not bad casting because they kind of look similar. And I think that's all they went on. Right, okay. And they went to Russia and it got weird. And well, he was they... more of a superhero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's true. If they wanted people to, that look similar, you need to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> from, from Looper. Yeah. How would you rate the diehards? What would you do? One, two... So there's five. Let's start at the bottom. I wonder what it okay. is. Okay. Um, five, yeah. Five's the worst one. <laughs> Ah, it's hard, isn't it? It probably is two next. I, I don't like. I don't hate on two, but I think it probably is two, and then four, and then I'm going to be controversial here. One and then three. Wow. I was like yeah. this is the same because I thought everyone would put Die Hard number one. No, I I I just love Die Hard with a Vengeance. I just it's love fun. It, it it's is so. It's so, like you say the chemistry between between him and between Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson is incredibly good. Yeah. I would still put number one on one, but then three, It's very tight, and I completely four, understand two, that. But five. I just think for me, personally, probably I'd probably enjoy three a little bit more. Do you think they should have stopped at four? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> and it, by rights, they should probably have never made four, but I'm glad they did, because... It's quite fun. It was a nice introduction for a new generation of people who didn't know who died, like John McClane yeah, was a diehard. Yeah, true. 
Yeah. I think you'd watch this and then go back. If you hadn't watched You Have a Die Hard or didn't know anything about them, this came out and you watch this, you'd be like, okay, you'd let's probably see what want to know enough. Like. Yeah, you'd want to know enough to go and watch the others, I should say. I think if you did that with five, you wouldn't want to do that. No, no, no. And like no. you, I'm not quite sure why four gets treated like it is because it is a good It's clearly film. a good movie. Like, it clearly is. The, the, the heart's in the right place with Die Hard 4. I think maybe five tarnishes it a bit or something. Like, maybe that's... Maybe. Kind of... Maybe they've separated the first three and the, se- the second two, the last yeah. two, together. But this is this is Bruce Willis, like we said, being really good Bruce Willis. And it is a horrible shame what's happening to Bruce Willis now. I mean, yeah, it really is. I mean, a lot was said because he was churning out a lot, but there was a reason he was doing that. So yeah. the man had to make money and money quick. And apparently, you know, he's got an illness. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, guys. But yeah, it's not good. When Bruce Willis turned up in a film and actually was Bruce Willis. Oh, man, my God, he's worth the money alone. It's just amazing. He cares. Yeah, absolutely. You Proper can, action You can star. see it, you know, like he really does invest. And you can sort of see, more so with John McClane than any any other character, I think, his kind of comedy chops as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he started in comedy, you know, he started in Moonlighting, like, yeah. moonlighting which is funny. And he's always been, like, John McClane has always been witty. You know, he's always been a funny kind of character, you know, and and I like to see that. I think maybe that's where five doesn't fall down. Five doesn't, you know, meet the grade because it's not funny. It doesn't have wit, any wit or anything. Like it takes all that John McClane-ness out of him. So he looks so fucking cool with this as well, with the uh, the green sh- shirt thing and the the braces for the the gun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is first time he he was proper bald in a Die Hard film. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, and he show, there's a bit where he shows uh, shows Justin Long his badge, and Justin Long's like, "Oh yeah, where'd you get that from the 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 toy store?" And then he just shows him his gun, and he's like, "Yeah, that looks pretty real." Okay, <laughs> I feel like I would be Justin Long in these films again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of slightly ineffectual, like yeah, geeky, mostly scared through all of it. <laughs> you always think you're going to be the Bruce Willis, like, but without the computer stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know all that shit. <laughs> no, me neither. I'd be neither of them, to be honest. I'd be curled up in a corner having a little cry, probably. <laughs> I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Do yourself more justice than that, Rich. Come on. <laughs> You're fucking John McClane. <laughs> no, not at the moment, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brilliant. Oh, dear. Maybe, maybe 20 years ago, I might have been, but... These days. <laughs> Would you start, like, your son's quite young. I'm not saying you yeah. start watching these kind of films yet. Not yet, no. But would this be the one you, you start them off on? Because uh, it is a it is a, a PG-13. True, true. Here's one you could start. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. It's, I'd probably start them off on the first one, to be honest. I'd probably, <laughs> like, yeah. This is a classic. Yeah, yeah. Happy Christmas. Yeah, not to, not for a few years yet. He's only seven. I think he's a little bit young. For ten, for, eleven. Uh, Although saying that, saying that, we, <laughs> um, he did when he was a, a very little baby. He had a very kind of Bruce Willis kind of style hairdo, and uh, we did once dress him up in a in a vest, um, and then have his teddy bear with a little uh, ho ho ho. <laughs> now I've got Amazing. a machine gun ho 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 t-shirt like, there's photos of that somewhere <laughs> with his teddy bear slumped in the corner <laughs> but yeah 
So, so he's, he's not seen it, but yeah, yeah he's yeah, I, I, yeah, a few years. Time. I remember seeing True Lies when I was ten. Yeah, I, I was around a friend's was... house, and I had to ring up my mum and dad to ask if I could watch it. And obviously, I don't think they knew what True Lies was, so they just said yes. I watched things like like Predator and stuff when I was not much older than George. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd definitely seen Terminator Two by the time I was seven. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely definitely movies I'd seen that I wasn't supposed yeah. to. And has has it? This is the final question, Rich. Has mm. it aged well? I was thinking. Years? I was thinking this actually watching it, going, do you know what? It doesn't feel 15 years old. That's because they used a lot of practical stunts, like the the, the, the car and the helicopter. They're all done. There yeah. is some ropey stuff when they're driving in the car and the backgrounds. Yeah, and stuff like that. True. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel that, that the elevator scene looks all pretty good. Yeah. If it Apart wasn't from the editing, the, all the, the editing. The editing's weird. It's just weird editing. But then you could get weird editing now. Yeah. And I mean, some of the the tech is slightly clunkier. Oh, it has. Than, yeah. The, the Nokia's and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, but actually, it didn't. I wasn't watching it going, oh, this feels very dated. This feels fifteen years old. I was it going, oh, I can't believe it's fifteen years old. It's yeah. Like, you know, doesn't feel that old a movie. And in another fifteen. Uh, and I mean, in another fifteen, it'll probably feel like completely alien. Like <laughs> people will watch it back, like you know, we watch sci-fi from the fifties. You know, it'll be yeah, it'll probably feel completely weird that we had you know, Nokia phones with buttons on. Yeah, and... yeah, that opened up and there's a little uh, keypad. Yeah, there. yeah, a little yeah, a little keypad thing. Yeah, and, uh, and the hacker was plugging into the uh, the, the cigarette lighter thing in the cars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna, you know, it, it's the technology weight. But I think this, the, as a film, it'll probably still probably have. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Apart from the last ten minutes, the as soon as the the plane turns up, and I'm not convinced that isn't a real like there's a real jet that actually does. I know there's a Harrier that can hover, but not with a yeah. massive jet like that. On the no, back of, um, no. I, I, I haven't seen I one. Don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about American military aircraft to to know if that's the real thing or not. But it doesn't really matter. And I'm not convinced I understand the actual what's going on in most of the films. Like bringing down the... Uh, well, I sort of do. It's basically the Italian job to start with, isn't it? Like they they, they turn off all the traffic lights. Well, I get to, to turn off the traffic lights, but then the, the, the gas goes, the electric goes, they, and then yeah. basically we're Turn back to the dark Communications go, yeah. The whole, yeah. Basically, it's that they they call it the fire sale because everything must go, isn't it? Doesn't it? So very clever. Yeah. So he's basically trying to pull that off, but it's a what he's actually trying to do is steal everyone's money. <laughs> Re- realistically, I get that. I get yeah, that yeah. So yeah, the motivation for him as a terrorist is shaky, but it would be shaky because he's not actually a terrorist. He's just trying to steal yeah, his money. He's just trying to. It's like a magic trick, isn't it? Trying to ooh, look over here, but really, yeah, I'm over exactly. here. And basically, what he's trying to do is he he's the guy that created the system in the first place, and so what he knows is that in an emergency like this, where everything's shut off, there's a central computer where all the all the data of all the money transactions in the world in the country uh, is the, uh, it's all downloaded onto to kind of as a fail safe and then he's intending to hack that and steal all that data so there it's not go, real guys. money it's all digital money but well, i guess it still works he's still going <laughs> to live in a, a, an island somewhere yeah exactly lovely yeah. lovely yeah, well Die Hard 4, I think it's still a recommendation for us. I think yeah. if we put it in any of our categories, I would put it in surprising. Yes, definitely in surprising. I'm yeah. surprised no one's brought it up yet. 
No, there's been There's been whispers of it, of Die Hard 3 and 4. We haven't yeah. delved really deep in it. That's why we picked this, this sequel compared to Speed 2 or, you know, Batman yeah, and Robin, because we true. didn't want to just... And we could have talked about Rise of Silver Surfer, but we would have just been sat here panning it for... Exactly. It's know, nice to... An and people might have expected that, Rich. Yeah, Boom. true, true. But it was nice to talk about something we actually liked and watch a movie that we enjoyed. Yeah. Rather than, you know, something we didn't. <laughs> do you want to see the people out? Yeah, I do. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard, no, it's a bit of a rambly one. These kind of, le- like, callback anniversary uh, reviews are always a little bit rambly but I think it's nicely entertaining listening to Dave and I uh, if you've enjoyed it there are loads more episodes you can go go back and listen to there's all of our interview episodes there's all of our extra episodes and I think all together we've like we must have done what 80? 88 Maybe. 88 something like that 87, 88 that's a lot eh? Mm. Um, close to that 100 magic 100 mark I guess so yeah go back and listen to all those and if you really like what you hear you can click the little subscribe button and we'll drop into your inbox every single week at least once a week sometimes twice a week when we're in our interview seasons talking of interview seasons we are half halfway more than halfway we've only got three episodes left of season three two episodes sure, left once you listen to this one two episodes left of season three so yeah make sure you tune in for that give us a little like give us a give us a five stars give us a review any of those stuff tell your friends um we'll love you forever and if you do want to get in touch and tell us what you thought about die hard Four, then uh drop us a, drop us a little message on twitter we are at Unequal Sequel. We're also on Instagram, also at Unequal Sequel. Or if you want to send us a longer message, you can email us, unequalsequel at hotmail.com. Lovely. Yes, if you do send us uh, your reviews of Die Hard 4 and your thoughts, we will read them out on oh, our yeah. monthly roundups. That's what our plans to do now. We fit, squeeze them all into one episode. So do that because we really enjoy that. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Thank you for your continuous support. We really appreciate that. And we will be back next week with a review of Minions, The Rise of Gru. I believe, currently, (laughs) as long as, again, no one gets COVID. (coughs) And then he coughs. (laughs) But thank you for listening. It is a see you laters from me and a bye-bye from him. Bye! Have a good one. (laughs) 